local leaders, top stories, the news that matters most to you. The News Drive at 5 with host Patrick Reynolds starts now. Welcome to the News Drive at 5 for this February 9th on Friday afternoon, 2024. That's Friday, February 9th, 2024 in English. On WSIC News Talk Radio, 5.06 p.m. on the East Coast. Patrick Reynolds taking you home here on this Friday drive time. You just heard Health Talk with Dr. Fred Lowry, the owner of Lowry Drug right here in Statesville. Longtime supporter of WSIC News Talk, Lowry Drug. Always happy to have Fred in studio and on air with our audience every Friday afternoon at 4 p.m. And before that, at 3 p.m., we had the L Show with Dr. Nicole Eastman out of our Cornelius studio. She got two hours back-to-back doctors and pharmacists giving you health talk right here on WSIC News Talk. So don't forget about your health afternoon. Friday's here, 3 to 4, 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock right here, the News Drive at 5 with the scoreboard with Joe Berg coming up at 6 p.m tonight your top five at five stories that we are tracking for you here on the news drive at five lincoln county suffered a fatal collision a south carolina fugitive faces fraud charges the Ardell county sheriff's office apprehended a drug dealer the king richard petty is coming to mooresville and fort dobbs is planning a living history event Details of these and more stories coming up on the News Drive at 5, as well as our ticket giveaway for the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show. Got a four-pack of tickets. I am showing up to the video feed on the WSIC News social media channels right now. You are watching us live on WSIC News on YouTube, X, Facebook, and LinkedIn. So that's the four pack of winning tickets right here. We were gonna open up the phone lines for you to win at about 5.45 p.m. tonight. So it will be after our last commercial break, right before the scoreboard. 844-STUDIO-4, 844-788-3464 gets you right in here to the studio for your chance to win at 5.45. And if you'd like to call before then, Talk about the news headlines of the day or your week. Be happy to talk with you. WSIC News Talk. We talk and we also listen to you. 844-STUDIO-4, 844-788-3464. Our top story tonight in Lincoln County earlier this week. The North Carolina State Highway Patrol responded to and investigated a fatal collision in Lincoln County on North Carolina 73 near Ralph Ward Trail. A 2008 Toyota Scion was traveling west on North Carolina 73, crossed the center line and collided head-on with an eastbound 2021 Peterbilt tractor-trailer. The driver of the Toyota, Timothy Kent McDaniel Jr., age 36, of Denver, North Carolina, succumbed to his injuries at the scene. He was not restrained by a seatbelt. The driver of the tractor-trailer, Jeffrey Thomas Triplett, age 55, of Shelby, North Carolina, was not injured. The initial investigation does not indicate impairment or speed to be contributing factors. 
During the on-scene investigation, North Carolina 73 was closed in the area for approximately two hours. No charges will be filed in this case. A South Carolina man wanted on fugitive warrants has been arrested following a fraud investigation by the Iredell County Sheriff's Office. Sheriff Darren Campbell announced the arrest of Timothy Scott Pratt, age 33, of Chesterfield, South Carolina. The Iredell County Sheriff's Office began an investigation on December 20th, 2023, after receiving a report from a business owner concerning check fraud. The business owner stated a check that was mailed to another location had been stolen from the mail and cashed by an unauthorized person. The case was assigned to Detective Craig Skinella, who is assigned to the Sheriff's Office Economic Crimes Division of the Special Victims Unit. As part of the investigation, the detective obtained bank records and video surveillance of a suspect passing the altered check at a check-cashing business. While conducting this investigation, Detective Skinella received a second report from another business involving the same suspect. Through video surveillance and evidence obtained, Pratt was identified as the suspect. He was then arrested and transported to the Iredell County Detention Center, where he was served with seven outstanding warrants, including three fugitive warrants from other states. Pratt was being held under a $350,000 secured bond. The sheriff's office expressed its appreciation to the Mooresville Police Department for its assistance in this investigation. Earlier this week, Deputy Sharp with the Iredell County Sheriff's Office Aggressive Criminal Enforcement Team conducted a traffic stop on a Chevrolet on Old Mountain Road for displaying a fictitious registration plate. When Deputy Sharp approached the vehicle, he immediately recognized both occupants in the vehicle. The driver said her name was Gail Broom, and the passenger said her name was Mahogany. Deputy Sharp knew this not to be true, and the real identity of the occupants were Lisa Ann Evans, age 56, and Nadraya Cowan, age 28. A search of the vehicle was conducted, and over 40, 14 grams of powdered cocaine 1.8 grams of crack cocaine, and multiple items of drug paraphernalia were located. Evans and Cowan were both arrested on scene and transported to the detention center. Magistrate Thompson issued Evans a no bond on her charges. Magistrate Russell issued Cowan a $2,500 secure bond. Cowan received an additional $1,000 bond for the outstanding order for the arrest. Our thanks to the Iredell Firewire for some information on this case for the News Drive at Report tonight. In Charlotte, two people have been displaced following an accidental kitchen fire at a northeast Charlotte home, according to the Charlotte Fire Department. The fire happened this morning, February 9th, at a house along the 5400 block of Marika Lane. Charlotte Fire said 30 firefighters got the fire under control in about 12 minutes. No injuries were reported in the fire. The fire started in the kitchen and was an accident, according to fire officials. The two displaced residents are being assisted by the American Red Cross. The estimated property damage is $17,000. From Raleigh... The North Carolina State Highway Patrol can now immediately track your car with GPS and pinpoint the nearest trooper 
after an upgrade to the agency's statewide computer-aided dispatch system. The $11 million project began during the COVID-19 pandemic and is nearly complete thanks to funding from the Federal American Rescue Plan Act and state legislation signed by Governor Roy Cooper. The grant is administered by the North Carolina Department of Public Safety with oversight from the North Carolina Pandemic Recovery Office. The State Highway Patrol's previous system had components dating back to the 1970s and was in the process of being discontinued. When North Carolina received $5.4 billion in state recovery funds in 2021, the General Assembly approved the funds to over 200 projects, including new technology like this one. Your headlines and news stories roll on tonight at the News Drive at 5. Patrick Reynolds taking you home. Our ticket giveaway coming up in about 30 minutes. We'll be right back. We'll be back with more of the News Drive at 5 with Patrick Reynolds in just a moment on 105.9 100.7 WSIC. Now, back to more of the News Drive at 5 with your host, Patrick Reynolds, on 105.9 100.7 WSIC. Welcome back to the News Drive at 5. Patrick Reynolds taking you home on this Friday, February 9th, 2024, or Friday, as Good Morning LKN likes to call it. Thank you for tuning in at 5.18 p.m. on the Eastern Seaboard. The Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show is coming up February 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Park Expo and Conference Center in Charlotte. You know, I went on to Google Maps today to look at where the Park Expo and Conference Center was. It's really not that far from our studio in Statesville. Uh, not too far. Quick little drive down there. It's not like not down the road either, but it's not too bad of a ride. Uh, so I've been there before. I just couldn't put it all together through this ticket ticket giveaway, but I've been there before. Producer Joe, have you been there to Park Expo and Conference Center in Charlotte? I, I actually haven't. Haven't? No, have This is not. your chance. You this know? is my chance. Are you going to take advantage of it? Uh, well, um, yes. luckily, <laughs> luckily. luckily, I will be able to take advantage okay. of it. Good deal. Did you know... That Craig Conover. I did. A Bravo's hit series, Southern, Southern Charm. Charm. Will be there Friday, February 23rd, and Saturday, February 24th. Big name. Big name, yes. Big name. Big name. Yeah, a lot of Bravo fans tuning in. This is their type of show. The Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show, February 23, 4, and 5. We've got a four-pack of winning tickets. Going to go to a lucky caller in about th less than 30 minutes from right now. Happy to give away these tickets to folks. Uh, great to see our WSIC News Talk audience attending the show. 844-STUDIO-4 will be the winning phone number in about 30 minutes, less than 30 minutes. Well, right now you can use that now if you'd like to call into the studio to talk about anything. 844-788-3464. Back to the news headlines tonight in Statesville, right here where our studio is that we're broadcasting from right now. Governor Roy Cooper will give the opening remarks at the 2024 Statesville Area Growth and Excellence Awards, an annual meeting on Thursday, February 15th. 2024 Board Chair Charles Ash said, quote, We are thrilled 
that he has accepted our request to speak at our annual meeting and kick off a newly developed award program, SAGE, the Statesville Area Growth and Excellent Awards, to acknowledge and honor local businesses and leaders for outstanding excellence in our business community. Having Governor Cooper to attend the event is a real honor for our chamber and attendees. Now, during the event, it'll begin 6 p.m. at the Charlotte, excuse me, Statesville Civic Center. The Greater Statesville Chamber of Commerce will highlight the organization's work in 2023 and present awards that acknowledge the excellence and achievements of the local business community and organizations. So that's Thursday, February 15th at the Statesville Chamber, Chamber Awards at the Statesville Civic Center. In Cornelius, White House Gardens, a fixture on West Catawba for 30 years, is moving to Denver to make way for a new 195-unit residential complex from the developer of the luxury watermark condominiums. In an expansion on this story that we covered earlier this week on the News Drive at 5, Cornelius has been great to me, quote, end quote. As from White House owner Chris Smiley, who is now 63, having opened up that shop, that space, on the Super Bowl weekend of 1994. He's seen Cornelius grow from roughly 5,000 people to over 30,000, many of them with a hankering for swank in outdoor living spaces. Some homeowners have bought three or four fountains as they moved from one home to another. Born and raised in Nova Scotia, Smiley said he has lived the American dream. Quote, I'm just some guy from Nova Scotia who got pretty lucky. He said he and his wife Mary have a condo in Windward and a vacation place in Florida. In fact, he thought about retiring when the acreage on West Catabra at Junker Drive sold, but Smiley enjoys his work and his customers too much. Starting in March, he is taking over much of the Red Barn Marketplace. That's at 1612 North Carolina 16 in Denver. Now, he'll have the same product lines. He'll have fountains, benches, planters, and a more retail-friendly setting. Interestingly enough, 60% of his business comes from people who live more than 20 miles away. Both sites will be open for part of the spring, with the Denver move-in completed by mid-March. Six full-time employees will help make all that happen. The new development that is coming in is, is currently known as the Junker Project. Before that, the Cameron Elise. That is when Jake Palillo, the developer, first proposed it. As yet unnamed, the new apartments will take about four years to complete. Jamie Rolowitz, who is developing them with West Catawba Properties, which is comprised of Legacy Point Properties and Newcastle Development Group, is well known for the Hyde Park commercial development on Bailey Road and the Watermark Luxury Condominiums near Goodwill. Well, Iredell Health System recently appointed a new member to its board of directors and several members to the Board of Trustees, continuing its decades-long legacy of community involvement. Iredell Health System is led by a Board of Directors who are elected by a larger Board of Trustees. Brent Warren, ophthalmologist and cataract surgeon with Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, was elected to the Board of Directors at this year's annual Trustees Meeting. 
He replaces Warren Mills, MD, who completed his eight years of service at the end of 2023. Dr. Warren was born and raised in Maryland. He received his undergrad degree from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill and attended medical school at the Uniformed Services University of the Health Sciences. Warren joined Iredell Eye Clinic, which is now Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, and moved to Iredell County in 2003. He and his wife, Michelle, have four grown children and enjoy traveling. He is also an avid duplicate bridge player. Warren said, quote, I am excited to offer a fresh view and fresh voice to Iredell Health System's Board of Directors. The Board of Trustees is a diverse group of Iredell County citizens who represent various townships within the county. They provide fundamental feedback and input as to how the health system can continue to improve. There are nearly 160 dedicated individuals on the Board of Trustees. In Mooresville, Lake Norman area artists fared well in the 11th annual Winter Juried Exhibition hosted by Mooresville Arts. The exhibit featured 71 pieces of artwork by 48 artists chosen. Accepted artwork included pairings, excuse me, paintings, drawings, fused glass and mixed media work, and pieces, all of them, will be on display in Mooresville Arts Center and Skylight Galleries throughout February. Gallery hours are Tuesday to Friday, noon to 4, and Saturday, 10 to 2. Top honors in the exhibit went to Malia Bringleson from Locust for her pastel work, History Lost. Lake Norman area artists recognized include Juror's Choice winners, Leanna Rosentretter from Mooresville for her graphite work, Anson, Dan O'Neill from Huntersville, and Jane Seymour Copeland from Davidson. Other award winners were Dan McCrary and Tina Vincent, both from Charlotte. In Mooresville, each year the Mooresville South Iredell Chamber of Commerce holds its Celebrate Business Meeting and Community Excellent Awards Ceremony, celebrating the accomplishments of businesses and community leaders. This annual event brings all parts of the community together to recognize those individuals who make a difference. This year is especially important as they celebrate 75 years of the Petty family racing in 2024 with their keynote speaker, none other than the king, Richard Petty. Over the years, seven, over the past seven decades, the Petty family helped define racing from behind the wheel and under the hood to the garage and front office. The Petties paved the way and gave opportunities to many individuals. We've got drivers, crew chiefs, mechanics, fabricators, and more. They all honed their skills at the Petties and went on to become leaders in their respective trade. Their innovation, dedication, philanthropy, and passion helped grow NASCAR into a national sport, all while staying true to their hometown roots. Their legacy has left countless memories, stories, and tales to share with fans for years to come. Said Kyle Petty, quote, My father is a walking encyclopedia of NASCAR. He was there with my grandfather, grandmother, and Uncle Maurice at the first NASCAR race in Charlotte in 1949, and our family has been going ever since. There isn't anything our family hasn't seen in NASCAR. The King Richard Petty said, quote, 
75 years in the sport is an incredible milestone for our family, especially when it all began as a family business. Spending 2024 celebrating the success and contributions of the sport of racing that started with my mom and dad, then my brother Maurice, cousin Dale Inman, then to Kyle, Timmy, Richie, Mark, on to Adam, and now Thad, we are all looking forward to sharing those memories with the fans. This year's annual meeting and awards event will be held Thursday, March 7th from 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. at the Mooresville Performing Arts Center at Mooresville High School. The program also includes presentations with videos of the various award recipients, five key categories. The Duke Energy Service Award, Women in Leadership Award, Business of the Year, Small Business of the Year Award, and Citizen of the Year. Lunch will immediately follow the event in the high school gymnasium. To reserve your seat, call the Mooresville Chamber of Commerce. We've got our ticket giveaway coming up. More news headlines here on the News Drive at 5. Patrick Reynolds taking you home. We will be back right after this. More of the News Drive at 5 after we pay the bills on 1059 100.7 WSIC. It's the News Drive at 5 with Patrick Reynolds on 1059 100.7 WSIC. Local starts here. Welcome back to the News Drive at 5. Patrick Reynolds taking you home on this Friday. February 9th, 2024. We are just a few moments away, probably about 10 minutes away, from our next ticket giveaway to the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show. February 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Park Expo and Conference Center in Charlotte, where Craig Conover of Bravo's hit series Southern Charm will appear on Friday, February 23rd, and Saturday, February the 24th. The winning phone number, 844-STUDIO-4 or 844-788-3464. About 10 minutes from now, right after our next commercial break, we will clear the phone lines, open them up, and one lucky winner will get that four-pack of tickets take you out to the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show. Back to the News Drive at 5 and other headlines. In Lincolnton, an event hosted by the Lincoln County Historical Association on Saturday, reenactors told the story of British Commander General Charles Cornwallis's possibly ill-fated burning of the baggage, which occurred at the end of January 1781 at where the Battle of Ramsar's Mill has been fought in Lincolnton in June of 1780. Desiring a lighter load to make his troops speedier so that he could capture soldiers recently lost at the Battle of Cowpens, as well as engage and defeat the American Continental Army, led by Major General Nathaniel Green, Cornwallis ordered his troops to burn everything that they didn't need. This decision proved insufficient because the British prisoners were securely marched to prisoner of war camps in Virginia, and Green was not captured. The Battle of Ramsar's Mill Living History Weekend commemorates the Battle of the Mill on a hillside just outside the little town of Lincolnton. This event will take place the weekend of June 22nd and 23rd, beginning with the laying of wreaths 
at the resting place of some 70 unknown in a grave near Battleground Elementary School. In between, hearth cooking demonstrations by the Lincoln County Hearth Cooks, reenactments and weapons demonstrations, a militia encampment, tours, heritage demonstration, and period crafts. Whole lot going on there. The mill is on Jeb Siegel Drive near Battleground Elementary School. Yesterday afternoon, the town of Davidson held a ribbon-cutting ceremony for the new public safety building. Now, the building is not new, but the primary purpose of the building is new. The former town hall building, dedicated in 1991, has been transformed into the public safety building for the Davidson Police and Fire Departments. In 2019, Davidson voters approved a bond referendum for renovations of 251 South Street as the new town hall and community center and the public safety building. When administrative staff members moved into the new facility in early 2023, renovation work began in the old town hall. Rare must, R- Mayor Rusty Knox spoke at the ceremony, as did Chief of Police Kimber Davidson. Fire Chief Ryan Monteith and Assistant Town Manager Austin Nance also spoke. Following the ribbon-cutting, members of the community were invited in for refreshments and to tour the newly renovated building. Fort Dobbs State Historic Site will offer a glimpse of the harrowing days of the Anglo-Cherokee War on Saturday, February the 24th. The Cherokee and British had been allies when the French and Indian War started, but tensions quickly spiraled into hostilities. The fort was engaged by up to 70 Cherokee warriors in a confusing nighttime skirmish on February 27, 1760. This program will run 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Admission is free, but a $2 donation is suggested. Fort Dobbs State Historic Site is located on Fort Dobbs Road in Statesville. And again, that event, February 20, or excuse me, coming up February 24th is the date of that event. A North Carolina mountain, which is owned by Charlotte Network WBTV, is getting its first public trails. The Catawba Land Conservancy reached an easement agreement with the longtime Charlotte station this week, enabling the conservancy to develop three miles of trails up Spencer Mountain in Gaston County. On a clear day, hikers can see the Charlotte skyline from the 1,250-foot summit. Spencer Mountain is one of the best-known geographic features and the third-highest peak in Gaston County, visible from miles around. Switchback trails will be part of the the complex, which they zigzag sharply up a steep hill. hill. That's the definition of a switchback. The summit will include an observation area for scenic views and tourism. Trail facilities will allow access for hiking, cycling, and people with mobility limitations. Construction is scheduled to begin by 2026, provided at least 800,000 can be secured for the work. The trails would join the Carolina Thread Trail, a 15-county, two-state network of connected greenways, trails, and waterways. At least 300 miles of trails are open to the public as part of the network. When complete, the Spencer Mountain Trails will connect to Gaston County's George Poston Park and Pump Track, located at the base of the mountain. The park features 13 miles of mountain bike trails. 
The planned Spencer Mountain Trails will link the park to the larger Matthews-Belk-South Fork River Corridor and will extend south 23 miles to Daniel Stowe Botanical Gardens near the South Carolina. Michelle, Michelle Robinson Harper, WBTV Vice President and General Manager, said in a statement about the Spencer Mountain Project, quote, this project has been years in the making, and we are happy that families and hiking enthusiasts of all levels will now have safe access to hiking trails in this beautiful part of the North Carolina mountains. Catawba Lands Conservancy, the nonprofit Charlotte-based land trust, has conserved nearly 17,000 acres in Mecklenburg, Union, Gaston, Iredell, Lincoln, and Catawba counties. Bart Landis, executive director of the Conservancy and the Carolina Thread Trail, said the Spencer Mountain Trails will create an outdoor resource for residents and visitors to the region. We are just thrilled to take this crucial step forward with our partners. Joe, producer Joe. Yes. Bringing him in here. That's me. Uh, welcome on this Friday, February 9th. A little bit earlier than normal, we got you in here. A little bit. I wanted to talk to you a little bit. As a news story, as we joked yesterday, there may be a football game this weekend. There Is could there? be a possible news story. I didn't know. Could be covered on the uh, on the scoreboard a little bit later. You know what? Today would actually be the appropriate day to cover it, too. Yes, I know everybody else has been jumping on the bandwagon for the last two weeks. but I, I've been listening to other WSIC shows talk about the Super Bowl, and here I I think I maybe have mentioned it twice on the scoreboard. I may have prompted you about the Super Bowl more than you have prompted I, yourself on I the Super so. Bowl. I think so. There's other news stories going on during the week. You know, there's only one game coming up on Sunday, so there's not that much to talk about. Well, what about college hoop? Is there college hoop coming up this weekend? There is. There's some. There's a lot of good college basketball games this weekend. It, smart people that run the network's other sports, I've seen a lot of that over the decades, is that they know kick, kick off the Super Bowl Sunday night at 6.30. Most people are in front of their television all day, so they will put up some very good sports uh, matchups and whatnot. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember, I don't know, years ago, uh, Network, I think it was CBS, had the NBA rights at the time, but they had a great uh, like like Celtics-Lakers game at noon, and then sometimes pregame coverage of, of uh, Super Bowl. wasn't as extensive as it is now, but it was like 3 or 4 o'clock. They had a built-in a, a great afternoon of sports before the kickoff even happened. There is no... NCAA basketball scheduled after 4 o'clock on Sunday. Well, not after 4 o'clock, but it's good to lead up, like noon, 1, 2. This, it absolutely this kick, is. tip-off times, yeah. So you've got a pretty good uh, uh, sports schedule for the weekend. Absolutely. Can we get a pick out of you before the end of the news drive at 5 for Sunday's game? We can. I've already announced it. Mm, I'm going to wait till we come back from this break, though. A team in red. <laughs> news drive at 5 rolls on. I'm Patrick Reynolds. We'll talk to you right after this. Keep it here. We'll be back with more of the News Drive at 5 with Patrick straight ahead on 105.9-100.7 WSIC. Call 844-STUDIO-4 now to join in the conversation on the News Drive at 5 with Patrick Reynolds on 105.9-100.7 WSIC. Welcome back to the News Drive at 5 here at WSIC News Talk Radio. Patrick Reynolds taking you home 
on this Friday, February the 9th, 2024, 5.48 p.m. on the East Coast. And it is ticket giveaway time. Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show. See it on the video feeds right there on our social media. February 23, 4, 5 at the Park Expo and Conference Center. Craig Conover of Bravo's hit series Southern Charm will be there Friday, February 23rd and Saturday, February the 24th of the three-day weekend. So right now, call in to win Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show. A four-pack of tickets, 844-788-3464. That is 844-788-3464. 844-STUDIO-4. Winning four-pack, Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show. Step right up and claim your prize. Back to the News Drive at 5 headlines tonight. Recapping some stories from earlier in the broadcast. Out of Raleigh, the North Carolina State Highway Patrol can now immediately track your call with GPS and pinpoint the nearest trooper after an upgrade to the agency's statewide computer-aided dispatch system. The $11.1 million project began during the COVID-19 pandemic and is nearly complete thanks to funding from the Federal American Rescue Plan Act and state legislation signed by Governor Roy Cooper. The grant is administered by the North Carolina Department of Public Safety with oversight from the North Carolina Pandemic Recovery Office. The State Highway Patrol's previous system had components dating back to the 1970s and was in the process of being discontinued. When North Carolina received $5.4 billion in state fiscal recovery funds in 2021, the General Assembly appropriated the funds to over 200 projects, including new technology to better equip troopers and state highway patrol telecommunicators for everyday service as well as any future crisis. In addition to tracking a 911 caller's location, the new system also tracks state highway patrol units. Telecommunicators can identify the nearest available trooper on a map, then using the same software, share details about the call for the trooper to view in real time on their laptop in the field. If another trooper needs to provide backup, they immediately have access to the same information in their colleague's location. Previously, most of this process was handled by phone or radio, costing valuable time and resources. The system project is expected to be completed by early 2025. In Lincoln County, earlier this week, the North Carolina State Highway Patrol responded to and investigated a fatal collision on Lincoln County on North Carolina 73 near Ralph Ward Trail. A 2008 Toyota Cyan was traveling west on North Carolina 73, crossed the center line, and collided head-on with an eastbound Peterbilt tractor-trailer. The driver of the Toyota, Timothy Kent McDaniel Jr., age 36, of Denver, North Carolina, succumbed to his injuries at the scene. He was not restrained by a seatbelt. The driver of the tractor-trailer, Jeffrey Thomas Triplett, age 55, of Shelby, North Carolina, was not injured. The initial investigation does not indicate impairment or speed to be contributing factors. During the on-scene investigation, North Carolina 73 was closed in the area for approximately two hours. No charges will be filed in this case. 
A South Carolina man wanted on fugitive warrants has been arrested following a fraud investigation by the Iredell County Sheriff's Office. Sheriff Darren Campbell announced the arrest of Timothy Scott Pratt, age 33, of Chesterfield, South Carolina. The Sheriff's Office began an investigation on December 20, 2023, after receiving a report from a business owner concerning check fraud. The business owner stated a check that was mailed to another location had been stolen from the mail and cashed by an unauthorized person. The case was assigned to Detective Craig Scanella, who was assigned to the Sheriff's Office Economic Crimes Division of the Special Victims Unit. As part of the investigation, the detective obtained bank records and video surveillance of a suspect passing the altered check at a check-cashing business. While conducting this investigation, Detective Scanella received a second report from another business involving the same suspect. Through video surveillance and evidence obtained, Pratt was identified as the suspect. He was arrested and transported to the Iredell County Detention Center, where he was served with seven outstanding warrants, including three fugitive warrants from other states. Pratt was being held under a $350,000 secured bond. The Sheriff's Office expressed its appreciation to the Mooresville Police Department for its assistance in the investigation. In Charlotte, two people have been displaced following an accidental kitchen fire at a northeast Charlotte home, according to the Charlotte Fire Department. The fire happened this morning, February 9th, at a house along the 5400 block of Myrica Lane. Charlotte Fire said 30 firefighters got the fire under control in about 12 minutes. No injuries were reported in the fire. The fire started in the kitchen and was an accident, according to fire officials. The two displaced residents are being assisted by the American Red Cross. The estimated property damage is $17,000. In Statesville, Governor Roy Cooper will give the opening remarks at the 2024 Statesville Area Growth and Excellence Awards, an annual meeting on Thursday, February 15th. 2024 Board Chair Charles Ash said, quote, We are thrilled that he has accepted our request to speak at our annual meeting and kick off a newly developed award program, SAGE. The Statesville Area Growth and Excellence Awards to acknowledge and honor local businesses and leaders for outstanding excellence in our business community. Having Governor Cooper to attend the event is a real honor for our chamber and attendees, end quote. During the event, which begins at 6 p.m. at the Statesville Civic Center, the Greater Statesville Chamber of Commerce will highlight the organization's work in 2023 and present awards that acknowledge the excellence and achievements of the local business community and organizations. In Cornelius, White House Gardens, a fixture on West Catawba for 30 years, is moving to Denver to make way for a new 195-unit residential complex from the developer of the luxury Watermark Condominiums. Cornelius has been great to me, said White House owner Chris Smiley, who is now 63, having to open up on Super Bowl weekend in 1994. He's seen Cornelius grow from roughly 5,000 people to more than 30,000, many of them with a hankering for swank outdoor living spaces. Some homeowners have bought three or four fountains as they move from one home to another. 
Born and raised in Nova Scotia, Smiley says he has lived the American dream. Quote, I'm just some guy from Nova Scotia who got pretty lucky, he said. He and his wife, Mary, have a condo in Windward in a vacation place in Florida. In fact, he thought about retiring when the acreage on West Catawba at Junker Drive sold, but Smiley enjoys his work and customers too much. Starting in March, he is taking over much of the Red Barn Marketplace on North Carolina 16 in Denver. He'll have the same product lines, fountains, benches, planters, in a more retail-friendly setting. Interestingly enough, 60% of his business comes from people who live more than 20 miles away. Both sites will be open for part of the spring, with the Denver move-in completed by mid-March. Six full-time employees will make it all happen. We're getting close to the top of the hour here on the News Drive at 5, and as is the case with every weekday here on WSIC News Talk. Following us, the scoreboard with Joe Berg is up next. And the scoreboard may have a football game, or I wouldn't say two, a football game to talk about this weekend. Just a football game. Just a football game. All right, you've announced it before, but I haven't heard it on air. Who are you picking for Sunday's game? I have... As the winner of the Super Bowl, the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, uh, team in red, I'm sure. Yes. Yes. Okay. One of them. Can, can he, you offer analysis during the scoreboard, or can you give a quick rundown as to why you think that is? Um, I, I think Patrick Mahomes has just ascended into the category of you should not be mm-hmm. betting against him. Uh, he has now proven that he can win with a really good offense, with a not-so-really-good offense, on the road in the playoffs, at home in the playoffs, Super Bowls. I mean, I just he's proven everything, pretty much. Every time I've seen him play, he's been in a corner, I think. He's been down. He's had to come back out of some sort of adversity. And sometimes, somehow, he seems to pull it out. That's just Mahone's way. There was a year where they were down 24 at halftime, yeah. and they still won the game. Mm-hmm. So it's just... It's hard for me to to say that he's not going to pull this out. Being located, you know, near Charlotte, we don't see Kansas games all the time unless you got a sports package. But the ones I see, marquee team, marquee player on the Thursday night, Sunday night games, Monday night games. Yeah, he's he's either been fantastic through the whole game, or gotten down and ushered in an incredible comeback. And it's it's hard. It's just hard to vote against that. Yeah. To bet a bit against that. Well, I gotta, I, I gotta give credit to Mahomes for a great career, and he's looking to have a still a great career ahead of him. He's a not great that old. Start to his career. Yeah, he's uh, he's looking good for Sunday. I have no argument for your pick on the game, but I want to give credit to you, Joe Berg, who did yeoman's work all week, hosting Home Ad every day, nine to eleven a.m. You did brilliant, my friend. You did the scoreboard every night, and even helped me out a little bit here, a little quite bit, a bit, a little bit on the news drive at five. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will be back Monday. Patrick Reynolds saying so long. WSIC News Talk. Have a good night. The new 1059 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.